All right, there we go. Hello, everyone. You're listening to WMEB 91.9 FM, Orno, Maine. And you're listening to the Dizzyverse, and I'm your captain on this lovely afternoon Friday voyage in the Dizzyverse. Captain Dub Dizzy. Um, so welcome to our 20-minute mark. This is normally, you know, when, uh, when, when I say, uh, funny stuff, or, uh, I talk about something, but today we actually, for the first time in, I think, in about, uh, six months, we have, um, a guest here. Say hello! Hello and howdy! I'm, uh, Stetson Slim of Stetson Slim's Country Corner, uh, one of the other fantastic shows here on WMEB 91.9 FM, or no main. Yeah, and, um... So Stetson started out in like middle or early summer. It was early summer. Early summer. It was uh, May. And um, something I actually want to note about uh, WMEB in its current modern state is you actually kind of trailblazed any country like any country DJ that wants to be featured on WMEB because something that actually happened when we were looking at your show when you first applied for to be a dj we looked at it and went country no it was it was a very elitist conversation but then it was like okay look at your show and kind of like restructure and then you and then you said you were going to play like less featured artists and that was genius i think i think your show is genius well yeah i mean it wasn't even necessarily that i like came in wanting to play mainstream country music that was never the goal. I was never out here like, yeah, I want to play like Luke Combs and uh, Luke Bryant and all that. That was never the goal. The goal was always play music that people might not have heard. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think to that, the whole idea of an alternative, of like a like a college music, you know, a college radio station is play music that doesn't get the attention it deserves. Yeah. Play music that people don't appreciate the way they should. And I think the simple fact that the people here at the station were like, oh, country? Bleh. No, never. Just proved my point more than anything. Like It did. Because uh, I think especially with just the music scene we have here, it kind of gave you like an extra leg on your show because we have a huge bluegrass scene out here. It's just I grew up like having bluegrass shows down the down the hall like down the street that down the way yeah there's a will behind you that was weird maybe it's like murph astral projecting again (laughs) who knows does murph often astral project into the studio during your show too um especially if you remember on air with holly hill yeah Um, it was actually the first anomaly that they ever really experienced it was kind of a pilot where murph randomly astral projected in like a bathrobe right in the like the door of um this what is this? Studio? Yes, studio the studio. A. Studio yeah, A. I, see, I, I balance between station and studio whenever I'm talking. But um, Peter, scientist Margo, and I were all sitting here, and we just watched Murph Astral project into here in his bathrobe, and it was like, wow, dude. That's, like, that's new. Like, we don't expect that happens to radio. By the way, uh, disclaimer, nothing, none of this actually happened. It was me actually doing a really bad Murph impression. Um, it was satirical as hell. I'm sorry I didn't record it. But, um... Yeah, because that was on air with Holly Hill was the whole idea of like, ooh, alternate universe, yeah. WMEB, um, yeah. you know, like science fictiony type thing. Well, uh, the thing is, if you astral project, people from your original universe are going to be like, you astral projected into a different universe in a bathrobe? 
Like, or it's or it's alternate universe Murph projecting into the studio. I would be worried for alternate universe Murph then. Why? I don't I don't think a bathrobe is suitable office attire. <laughs> yeah, but maybe it is in uh, at Pine State or whatever whatever the the AUU Maine is. That's true. That would put such new meaning on Greek life. Yeah, it's like a toga. <laughs> Where people walked around in togas. Yeah. That would be amazing. But um so I've I've been talking with Tom here for a little bit before, you know, the before this whole interview talk. And um so you're our new program director. Um and we've been we've been looking one for one for a while because you guys pretty much swarmed us with applications. Thank you, thank you, but uh how, how, what do you think of us? Uh, WMEV is a fantastic employer. Uh, no, I am not, I'm not required to say this. No, um, WMEV has been great. It's, it's cool working with creative people in a creative space. It's great. definitely something that I've never done before. I've never worked in a, an environment quite like this. And it's, it's really nice. It's, uh, really freeform, but it's also very... Unstructured. <laughs> it's a little unstructured, and part of my job is going to be to give it a little bit more structure. Yeah. Um, but as an engineering student, I, that's that's kind of my job. So like, yeah. That is true. Structure. It, yeah, because with pr program director, it's more like relations with DJs and like other staff. Yeah. But I, I'm excited to see how you'll approach that from an engineer's perspective. Well, and it's it's cool because it's like. All the other work that I do is very not people-y work. Um, I'm really psyched to be working with human beings and not computers and numbers. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you were a music director, you'd be working with computers and numbers all yeah. the time. Yeah, but even even then as a music director, it's like you're working with art, you know? You're engaging with art. You're listening it's to music all the time. It's true, but they, they also do a lot of, like, system, like data systems and uh uploading to the doo -doo, robo dj yeah yeah no i don't want anything to do with that personally well, i mean oh and i guess that's some new news then uh we have a new music director guys uh maybe lily? yeah lily maybe i'll ask lily to be in here next week for the Dizzyverse. yeah i'm really looking forward to seeing the new music that she sends out to all the djs whether or not a whole lot of it ends up on my show in particular is is yet to be seen uh it might it might. I mean, I don't know Lily's taste in music, which would be a cool thing to interview her about and be like, hey, so you're the music director. What do you listen to on your free time? You know, what what is your own personal music as uh, as distinct from work music? Yeah. Your professional music. Your professional music, kind of like how I choose music for my show and I don't, I don't play anything. Well, I play stuff I listen to, but I also play stuff I don't listen to. Um, I don't know where this is going. But, um, I don't know either, but it's a good. I mean, it's a good point. You know, the sort of the separation between the music you personally listen to and what you play on your show. In my case, I mean, that just happens when you're a DJ. It does. You know, there's some stuff you just don't particularly listen to a whole lot on your own, but you enjoy it on the show, and it gives you that like separation between. You know. It gives you a sep like work-life balance, well, but music. We were even talking about this uh, earlier. Um, I'm talking about like yesterday. Um, when we talked about the DJ voice. Yeah, and the DJ voice. Whenever you channel the DJ voice, because um, especially for people who aspire to be DJs one day, especially here, um, you kind of, when you start out your show, you kind of start out with a normal voice, I think. I, I think I had a lot of voice cracks. I have a stutter naturally, but 
Um, I think I had a lot of voice cracks, a lot of weird silence, but it's... After a while, you just kind of pick it up and you develop this natural, fast English DJ voice. Yeah, and um, it depends on who you are, how that sort of comes to be and the uh, the particular way it expresses itself in you. But I think everyone does develop a certain way of talking, specifically when they're on air. I've noticed, uh, my, my girlfriend has actually noticed sometimes, when I'm talking about artists I really enjoy and like giving like stuff like that, completely like just driving in the car talking about something she'll be like your your stetson slim has entered the vehicle and is t- <laughs> it is telling me about uh why ralph stanley dot 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 and it's like sorry you know dude that is such a murph thing to do i mean have you ever heard him speak about just have you ever showed him an album like a vinyl and he just takes it and then he starts looking at the tiny tiny text to see who played each instrument and he somehow knows like every single every he's single like oh yeah they had uh they had you know donnie what's his face on the triangle he actually had a, a whole album of just triangle hits <laughs> back in the 70s yeah and you're like murph how do you know or we were actually um i shadowed his show i did too like last week uh, oh yeah to like you know because yeah because he's you know he's the guy who's been here the longest and he knows the most about the most equipment and you know seeing how he does things to get a better idea of how to train new people and he's like we should spin some vinyl and i'm like yeah i don't think many people know how to spin vinyl so it'd be cool and we went out back and he's like looking for a blues record and we're just like going through the mm-hmm like miles of vinyl back there you went and we're all like the pulling your library without picking a song well he was like we were like looking around looking around and he's like i'm looking for a blues record and we're like pulling out things with blues in the title mm-hmm. just like what about this and he's like that's jazz that's folk and yeah I'm like, yeah fair enough you get a lot of compilations you get a lot in the of, library yeah and you also get a lot of people that are like you know the song title just has blues in it and we don't know much about blues music and then he's just sorting through and he's like no matter what album we pulled out, no matter what it was, he'd know who these people are. Yeah. No matter how, like, seemingly obscure or nonsensical this is, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, they're pretty big. The drummer from that went on to do this, that, the other thing. And you're like, Murph. Like, I know some smart people. I know some really knowledgeable people. I have never met someone with as encyclopedic of yes. knowledge as Murph. Exactly. It's... And actually, it's kind of hard to keep up with Murph. Um, I try to play my charisma role. Like, I try to score high in my charisma roles when I, whenever I talk to Murph because it feels like he's kind of the all-knowing, om- omnipotent being, and I have to somehow impress him with my knowledge, even though I am 19. <laughs> Murph is... Probably two to three times our age. 200. That's two, my bet. Murph is two, you think Murph is 200 years of age? Yeah. Fair enough. I think man was born in, uh, what would that be? 1822? Yeah, 1822. I think, I think Murph is more like an 1812 born kind of person. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair vibes. enough. Just from vibes. But, no, actually, if you think about it, the way that the, the Murph's personality, he was probably born when Jazz was invented. Crazy. Crazy. He was there on Congo Square in, uh... New Orleans. He was there on Congo Square in New Orleans in like the 1870s. Oh wow, yeah. He was he was there before it was even a thing. Yeah. Murph. He was there for Proto Jazz. Murph created blues, yeah. and that the blue bus has been going. Well, I remember as I remember talking to him about 
uh, the blues bus. And he's like, yeah, so back when that started, I didn't, you know, I was doing this other show, but they decided to just like every different time slot, you know, like on this particular time and this particular day, we always have a block of blues music and he just didn't want to move his show. And he's like, all right, I know enough blues music to do this Mm -hmm. and has been doing the blues bus during that time slot. Yeah. Since like 1989. Mm-hmm. And just because he was like, yeah, I don't want to move my time slot. I guess I'll do blues music. I know blues music. And evidently he knew blues music. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Um, so for our audience, um, we, w- we were just talking about music and music releases and stuff. Our post coming later to you today is going to be our newest uh new music fridays release from music director trey because uh lily hasn't done one in accompaniment with trey yet um and it's just going to be the one from last week um it's gonna have new releases from last week sorry but you are the general public we I mean, we can't, we can't get the, we can't, we can't expose our secrets here, our trade secrets. We can't expose our secrets, guys. You have to, you have to be part of WMEB to know our secrets. So if you want to hear those new tracks that you're not getting in the post, be sure to listen to WMEB every show, every single time there's a live DJ on air. Exactly. Listen to their show next week. You don't have class. You don't have a job. Just you, listen. Just can, there's just music. You can put in earbuds actually. When there you you're go. In class. Do do the like single AirPod trick. Yeah, the single AirPod trick. Um, and even so, guys, um, if you if you look around our posters in the union, you might find a QR code. Now QR codes are kind of sus sometimes, just because you never know what they're gonna lead to. Um, like I see one in Bangor sometimes, and I'm like, I want to scan it, but I shouldn't, but I want to. It's kind of like a flash drive. But um, our posters on campus are safe. They just lead to our stream link. And that's where you can listen to WMEB on your phone. You no longer have to listen just in the car. Amazing. And if you really, really want to know what every single DJ is playing, you can go to the website. And you can go to Spinatron. And you can see what did Stetson Slim play? Exactly. What did Dove Dizzy play? Yeah. What did Travis play? Travis. Travis. West of the Fields. I see him... There are times when I, like, come in on Tuesdays just to, like, spend some time here, like, doing work or whatever, and it's, like, Travis's show runs from, like, 10 to noon, but it'll be, like, 2 p.m., and I'll (laughs) still hear him in here blasting music. Well, the thing is, um, with with Travis playing music, what's going on right now, since we don't have as many DJs on board right now, we have a lot of open space in our schedule. So what that actually means is if you want to lengthen your show, you You can. can, You can just do that, and he does. As long as no one else is playing. So Travis lands up going for five hours, and I tuned into Travis's show about a month ago. Um, well, sometimes I do, but it's coincidence. But the last time I really listened, it was when I was moving out. And, um, dude was like, oh yeah, so I had to leave early. I didn't finish my show. And leaving early for Travis is just leaving on time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Man is, he's like single-handedly doing more to ensure that there are live broadcasters on air. Exactly. By just having his own show run for seven hours a week. I knew I saw someone walking. It was Will. See, I thought we were being haunted. Oh. Dead at. I cut myself off. Good job. <laughs> dead. Dead. I am dead. All dead right. Ah. I am dub dead. Dub dead. For the entire rest of uh, October, it's spooky season. You are dub dead. Yeah. <laughs> I am. 
Uh, and then and then for Father's Day can turn into Dove Dad. There you go, Dove Dad. And then um well maybe we make it like Dove Died or something. You know? Dove Died. It's like the what is it? Is, is it a Prince Dove song? Deathly. Dove Dove Deathly. Okay. That's something. Uh sorry, I'm queuing up our next song. Um I will let you request a song just because uh student radio day for both students. So uh yeah. Anything anything you gotta say before we close out interview. Anything else I have to say? Yeah. Um apply to be a, a DJ. Apply to be a DJ so and, you can and give have Tom more work. And yeah, so you can give but, but apply to be a DJ uh and sign up for time slots that you think other people might not sign up for please and please if you want to know the statistics of what people sign up for i promise you if you want a late night show at this rate you probably won't get it no no no. you can have a late night show well the you thing cannot is everyone wants one you can't have a prime time show you can't have well, a, what's like, our prime time prime time what, what do you think our prime time is? Well, well you know like ordinary prime time you know like evenings like between the hours of like four and eight p.m. Everyone wants to do that's... a show between four and eight p.m. Yeah, that's because true. it's right after they get out of classes. It's right after dinner. It's right after it's right supper. After dinner. I love dinner. And so, so everyone wants that. If you are free at like a Thursday at eight a.m. Thursday at eight. Dude, apply to be a DJ. Average engineering major. <laughs> Average engineering major, not free Thursday eight a.m. No, 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 I'm just talking how y'all wake up super early, and then you're like, yeah, I wake up at, like, 5, and then I get back at 8. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Last week, y yesterday, I went home early. I went in. Uh, my first class is at 8. I wake up at 6.30. Um, then I got, I didn't get, I got home, what is to my mind, early, and I got home at, like, 5. Yep classic work day well that's the end of the song so I'm, I'm gonna cut us off before we keep on continuing because now 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 we're at the time where i can't even do promos right now so um guys uh just just keep in mind with or i could do a little bit of promos but i'm not gonna do the promo minute that's kind of a signature on this show where every 40 at, at the 40 minute mark we always have our uh promos and stuff where i tell y'all where to go this weekend absolutely what is it called? Like, when people just- it's just- I'm gonna call it a raid. It's a raid! It's a raid of WMEB. I wish- I, I hope we can do that in the future. Can you imagine, like, having people- like, sending people into weird places? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a like, anyway. It's like, we have enough DJs. It's like, okay, six of you are free. Go to this event. Yeah, you could. Uh, we also have a lot of people that just show up to events anyway. And that's what I'm proud about. That's what uh, WMEB is all about. Um, so, anyway, local events going on 6 to 9 p.m. Um, next week on 1014, Homecoming Block Party Volume 2 at the IMRC stage at UMO. We have Milk Street, Gunshot Glitter, and Skyline Drive. We are talking some big local bands. And this is an absolutely free show. It's at the IMRC stage, and that's behind Cumberland Hall in the Freshman Quad. So you got to deal with freshmen, but great party, great bands. And if you live on the quad, front seats to an amazing concert. Um, right now we have, uh, right, uh, 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 up next we have Dear Wormwood by the Oh Hellos playing, and then the Cleaners from Venus, um, the Criticals, and more. A lot of, lot of unknown music today, so keep on listening, and we'll, I'll have more promos ready for you guys, uh, coming up 
So you're listening to WMEB 91.9 FM or no main and you're listening to the Dizzyverse and I am Captain Dove Dizzy with Stetson Slim for, here for an interview today. Thank you, Stetson. Oh, you're quite welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone.